Brant, it has been a while, my friend. It's great to great to see you tonight. How are you, man? It's been a couple weeks, Dave. I'm doing all right. Um, you're looking chilly. Yeah, a little chilly, but I tell you what, this weekend is screaming upper 40s, and I'm here for it. I'm I'm, I'm seeing yeah. the sunshine. I had some trees taken down in the yard today. Um, I guess that's what it means when you hit your mid 30s. Uh, I mean, that was the thing I'm most excited for this spring was to get three trees taken down in my yard. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me and where I'm at in my life. But uh, how, how about you? You got any big plans for this weekend? Uh, it's gonna. Be nice, Dave. It's gonna be like six degrees out. I have been limited walking wise just because this is my first show without an appendix. Um, so uh, yeah, if, for those of you who don't know, yeah, I had an appendectomy. Um, I'm doing well though, I'm doing all right, I'm hanging in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be taking the dogs for a walk this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. But been mostly just chilling the last couple of weeks without that appendix. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, we're we're glad that you are here. I, I don't know. If I could do this uh, garage takes podcast without you, man. I mean that. Uh, oh my god! Could you imagine how boring it would be? You just talking to yourself, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I I'm glad you're doing good. Definitely uh, scary stuff, but glad that you got that uh, worked out. And now you can enjoy yourself and swing the golf clubs just fine this spring, right? Yep, that's right. Man, I'll tell you what. Speaking of golf, though, before we get too off topic here, I don't know about you, Brant, but what is your, like, is there an event? Is there something that you do every spring? Like for you, what is the first like sign of like spring? Like things are looking up. So Dave, you know, those mountainous ice caps, like whatever they're called, the snow mountains that are driven by the plows or whatever. And you start seeing those things melt. Nothing gets me more excited than walking out of work and being like, Oh my God, it shrunk like three times the size in the last two days. That's yeah. awesome. Um, obviously, then then you start hearing like the geese come back, and that's kind of cool. Whatever, um, the birds are chirping, and uh, I know next weekend, I think it's next weekend is daylight savings time, and that's when you really start to be like, oh yeah, sunset eight p.m. Bring it on! I'm ready for that. But yeah, Dave, you mentioned the golf. I am super ready to get oh. out there and swing the clubs, man. I see you've got the kids golfing already in the little dome. Oh yeah. Ready for the summer. I, I tell you what, man, they're going to be, they're going to be about 10 times. They're already 10 times better than I am. They make consistent contact with the ball. So that's a, uh, yeah. What about they, you, man? What's what screams spring for you? Three things. You named one of them. Uh, one is daylight savings time. Like I'm excited to have some extra sunshine in the evenings. Pumped about that not fun for what that does for bedtime with the kids, but that's irrelevant. Um, second thing, March madness. It's, it is March madness for me where the brackets come out, fill out 50 of them, burn them all, fill out number 51, watch it tank. Like I do every year. And it, it is just something about like, and, and it's not, so it's the brackets coming out that Sunday. And then it is Thursday at noon. When, when the tournament kicks off and you just have game after game after game and guys, you see a, you see a 15 seed, like up 12 on a two seed. And it just, it is the best man. So it, it's that. And then finally, what I feel like we are inching into like some warmth in spring. When I start seeing commercials for the masters 
and mm-hmm. and I've seen yeah, one recently. Definitely. So that for me is like, all right, let's go. Uh, spring is upon us. Dave, when you hear, all right, so you, you mentioned the Thursday at noon. Man, when you hear that music cue up, that's just like, boom. Yep. The best feeling you can get, man. This yeah. tournament's here. Spring is upon us. You hear that music kick in. You're like, let's go. Yeah. Let's lose some money on some bets. Let, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It is going to, we are, we are just a couple weeks out from that, which is, which is awesome. I am beyond ready, but Brant, before we talk college hoops, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things because you're seeing the NFL combine and you know, you're, you're seeing all these wide receivers run like crazy 40 times, which I find to be just very interesting. seems like a new record is broke. Like every time somebody runs right now, um, you had Malik Willis who stole the show, who a couple of things, right. And for those of you that don't know, Malik Willis is a, he could be a potential quarterback candidate for the lions. Uh, don't know that they'll go that direction. He may be gone before they pick anyway, uh, at the end of the first round, he cert- they certainly won't take him number two overall, but quarterback out of Liberty, former Auburn kid, Really, really good. A lot of raw talent. Not the best at just like reading defenses and, you know, in X's and O's guys, but oozing with potential. And he kind of wowed everybody uh, at the combine with his arm strength. Um, He was dialed in, had a really cool story, too, that I saw like some random guy recorded him outside the combine, like talking to a homeless guy, like giving him, you know, some some food or, you know, whatever supplies. And, you know, it was just kind of caught candidly. So I think like a guy like Malik Willis is kind of catching some people's hearts and their eyes right now. I find that to be interesting. Um, but Brant, what I wanted to pick your brain on a little bit is, and we talked about this a little bit before it's been a couple of weeks though, and things change and the NFL combine comes around. So the Lions pick number two number 32 and number 34. So they've got three of the top 34 picks in the draft. It's going to be a huge year for them. A lot of draft capital. Number two overall. Let's start right there. Where are you at right now with that pick? Who would you like to see the Lions go with and why? I think it's got to be Aiden Hutchinson right now. And I just think he is – people always say this about Aiden Hutchinson, right? Like the first thing they talk about is motor, his drive. Like – Detroit would feed off of him if he's just trying his butt off. Like he's continually coming in every single play, given effort. And the thing about Hutchinson is that you hear all these pro scouts now talking about um, how he was lining our defense up or he was telling Ojabo what play was coming. I mean, the kid is in the, the study room all the time or in the film room all the time going over what the offense is doing. I mean, he's as smart as a whip. And I think that's going to play really, obviously he's going to interview well. Like I already feel like I know that he's going to do nothing but give 110% every single play, every single practice. Um, you know, those stories out of Michigan where he went to the strength coach and was like, drain me every single off season workout. Um, so I think that Detroit can kind of rally around that. And Dave, the other thing is outside of, I mean, the offensive lineman, I think is going to go number one for, for Jacksonville. Um, Evan Neal, who's just a mountain of a man. Uh, but other than that, is there's nobody. I mean, you look down, up and down the top 10 picks, you're like, oh, Kyle Hamilton or whatever, a safety. 
um, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, unproven kind of, missed a lot of the games for Oregon last year. Um, so there's no one that really pops off out of that top 10, Dave, where you're not looking at uh, Hutchinson and saying, yeah, but I know that Hutchinson is better. So um, I think there's a lot to be desired in the top 10 this year specifically, and that's why you're going to see a guy like Malik Willis get a look. Um, the other thing I heard about Malik Willis, Dave, is when you're talking about him being a good dude, people are drawn to that. NFL teams desire that. It's a it's a burning it's like a, a burning to have that because um, when you talk about Russell Wilson or you talk about Dak Prescott, I mean those are leaders of football teams that you they just have character. Character counts uh, in the quarterback position more than any other position in the NFL, Dave. So. I think when when you're kind of comparing those those top picks, he kind of slides up there because he can be a leader of men and stuff like that. And I think Aiden Hutchinson could be a leader of a defense uh, if given the chance. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said, and I would take Aiden Hutchinson at number two. Um, just, I mean, I think Kayvon Thibodeau probably at this point, just based off of raw like athleticism, size, speed, all that. It, Kayvon Thibodeau probably checks more of those boxes in, in terms of like oozing with like physical potential, but there are, there have been questions about his motor, his durability. He did miss a lot of games this year. And I, I just think I look at like Brad Holmes and the kind of guys that he's trying to bring in and the kind of guys that Dan Campbell wants to coach. Like, can you imagine Dan Campbell and Aiden Hutchinson? Like they, right. they're going to be chest bumping. That's a match made in heaven. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven. So I I can't disagree with any of that. But one follow-up question, and then we'll move on. What if Aiden Hutchinson goes number one overall? Because I and I know Evan Neal has has been the the favorite to Jacksonville. You know they need to protect Trevor Lawrence. But first of all, it's Jacksonville, so you don't know what they're going to do. And I have seen multiple reports that they're very interested in Aiden Hutchinson. So if he's off the board, theoretically, who do you go with? I mean, I think it's pretty easy. You just go grab Neil at that point. I, you know, to me, it, that guy can play multiple positions. Dave. He's already proven that in college. He, he's able to, to be fluid with his offensive line skills. So I think that's why Jacksonville is so intrigued with him. But I, Dave, if they make a surprise move like that, I think absolutely. Um, they just grab best position of, or I guess best player available um, at that point. But I, I just don't see Jacksonville doing that with what the, how they need to protect Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence and you pull that, I'm not a plea. I'm not a happy camper. Right. After he already wasn't happy with Urban Meyer and that whole saga. there, right. so. And so it's already a sour taste after year one. Let's get him some protection. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Matt? What, what, what happens if, if, if that happens, Dave? I actually don't want Evan Neal. I, I, he is the next best player. And you'd think with a team as got awful as the Lions and depleted in talent, you go and get the best player. But I, I really think that they – they, they need to build that defense uh, up. And, and they were a very well-coached defense. They got a lot better with the guys that were on the field this past year. And so I would I would either take one of two guys who we talked about earlier, and I'm not sure who – I actually am leaning towards Kyle Hamilton from everything that I've seen on, on Kyle Hamilton. Um, he's got a lot of hype. He's very versatile and – I could see him fitting a, a, in a lot of different schemes for the Lions. So 
I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him at, at that point if Hutch was gone. Um, but if it wasn't him, it had to be Thibodeau for me. You got to get an edge rusher. You got to get pressure on the quarterback. Like you're getting Jeff Okuda back this year. You hope that he's going to, you know, he's going to be something. Um, you got to maybe make a, a, you know, signing a free agency. Do you go and get yourself a Tyron Matthew type of a guy? You got the salary cap. So, or you got the cap room, I mean, to, to do that. So it, you know, I, I would go defense personally, if they took Evan Neal, it would totally make sense because he's the best player available. They just went O-line last year. You know, you can never build up that O-line enough. You already got Ragnow. You already got Decker and now you've got Penny Sewell. Yeah. You throw Neal on there. Like, yeah, it's going to be the, probably the best like offensive line in the league. Um, if right. not next year, the year after. So it, it will be Dave, interesting. Um, when you talk about Kyle Hamilton, I just cannot envision having to say that Detroit I, Lions. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm going Taking a this? safety at number two. Right. And two out of three years, you had the top three pick and you decided to spend it on a corner and a safety. I mean, you just the optics of that alone, you just can't have. Um, so, so to me, it's take it in the trenches. I'll, I'll go with you on the Thibodeau train, uh, you know, grab Thibodeau then if he's there, whatever, um, or Neil for me. So, okay. Fair enough. So then at the end of the first round, I mean, now we're, we're just rolling the dice at this point. We have no idea who's, who's going to be available. So I'm going to just toss out some ideas to you, Brant. There is a report that came out this week. Drake London, are you familiar with him? I know who he is. Yep. Yep. Wide receiver out of USC, oozing with potential. Um, at one point, his rumors be and still in, depending on what you read, could be the number one uh, receiver taken off the board. Some some scouts are thinking he's going to fall towards the end of the first round. He came out and said that he want he actually the team he wants to go to is the Lions because his dad is a huge Lions fan. He was a big Barry fan which then it, when he was growing up, he was a big Lions fan and a big Calvin Johnson fan. I thought that was just interesting to like somebody come out and say they actually want to play for the Lions. I'm like, wow, that's kind of surprising, kind of cool. So it begs the question, end of the first round, you're going to have, you're definitely going to have some wide receivers available. Like I, I don't like you, you've got Garrett Wilson, you've got Chris Olave, you've got Drake London. Um, I know I'm missing some, some guys. Uh, but you got probably four to five wide receivers that could potentially go in the first round. Do you go wide receiver towards either at 32 or 34? Um, and, and out of the wide receivers that you've been hearing, what, who would interest you? So my first pick Dave is, is probably, I love Chris Olave. I love Chris Olave. I love his route running. I think he paid his dues in college. Like he, he just is so clean on everything he does. And he's got great hands. Um, he's not the fastest dude, but he, he just, he's not as fast as I don't think Jamison Williams or anything like that, but he is just a technician when he's out there. Um, so if, if Chris Olave were to slip, I don't think he would get past like, I think like 20, four would be like his cap. I think, I don't think he's going to get to 32. I saw Drake London on there. I, I didn't watch any of Drake London's highlights. I don't know how good he is. Everybody is raving about him. He's though. good. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Um, but, and, and, but and you've already got a Monroe St. Brown, his former teammate right. who had a great so, year. So if, 
if any of these receivers are there, if Jamison Williams is there, Chris Olave, uh, Drake London, and and who was the other one we were talking about, Dave? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's that yeah, correct. Uh, if any of those four are there, yeah, you snag them immediately at thirty-two. No questions about it. I need you to take that receiver right there in that spot. Um, Dave, what do you think? What? Well, I, I yeah, I, I would take any any of those guys it, that are available in in one of those two slots, one thousand percent. And I'd okay. be ha- and I'd be happy with any of them. But do you re- go ahead. Do you re- do you realistically think they'll be there? I think at least one of them will be. Okay, I, I do. I think w- at least one of them will be available at. 32. Um, so I, what's going to be interesting though, Brand is like, I, there are guys, it's just weird to me. I see like names like N'Kobe Dean, like falling like to the late, yeah. like twenties. And I'm like, dude, if N'Kobe Dean is there yeah, and Drake correct. London is there at the end of like, I, I'm taking N'Kobe Dean. Um, I think and, so too, Dave. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't bank. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't either. Here's the, here's the thing, Dave, but you and I both know how these drafts go. This is what happens. Somebody, grab something they're not supposed to like a wide receiver at seven and all of a sudden it's a frenzy now people are jumping up the phone calls are going nuts for trades because you've got to get your the next receiver um so that's interesting to me watching the draft of just like oh my god nobody saw this coming you know somebody took them number seven or whatever the giants reached for somebody classic giants moved or something like that or the jets and all of a sudden, now the whole draft seems off, and all of the receivers, all those top five, four or five receivers are gone before 25. Well, and, and I think that I don't think that, although I want the Lions to get a, a wide receiver, I mean, my God, they need to put all the weapons they can around Jared Goff um, for him to have any type of success yeah. in, in the league. But I, I, if I'm the Lions, I don't hit the panic button if I don't get one of those guys, like if, if the right guy's not available at 32 or 34, like, I don't think that at one of those two picks, they, it's an absolute necessity that they take a wide receiver. In fact, I think they can make some plays in free agency. Um, and you've got some just weird names that are out there with some unknown situations, even like Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas. Like these are names that have actually been like flirted Amari with Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Or Cowboys releasing. So I mean, you're, you've got names that are out there and, and truly the cap room to, to make a splash like that. Amano State Brown's going to be a very good player. He's not a wide receiver one. He's going to be a slot utility tool type of a guy. Um, but he's going to be very, very good. But you got to get a you, you got to get a true wide receiver one. And if you can't get him in the draft, I think that they can they can pull somebody in free agency. So um, we'll definitely talk more draft, you know, as we uh, as we get closer, especially to, to April. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have a million new thoughts and new rumors to talk about and think about, but it, it, it's nice to, it's nice to already say, Hey, the draft is next month, which just seems crazy. So, um, Brant moving to college hoops, my God, dude, what is going on? This, <laughs> it is tough to be a basketball fan right now in the state of Michigan. First of all, like. I know we're not Michigan State fans. Michigan State, like, yeah, Michigan destroyed them the other night. We know Michigan State beat them the first time around. What is going on with Michigan State? I saw somewhere they've now they're like two and seven in their last nine games or something. They one of those two wins was against Purdue. Um, 
what what's going on with Michigan State and then Michigan? Could could can we string together two good games in a row, Brant? Is it that much to ask for? Like I see I see us show up and I'm like, let's go. This team, if Caleb Houston is stroking it, if if Hunter can be Hunter, if you know, I start going through all these things where I'm like, we gotta be a really good team. And then they come out in a basically a, a must-win game last night that was basically unwatchable as like Bohannon is throwing up threes from you know mid from half court and they're all going in. So um very, very difficult right now to get into co- not not into college hoops. Like I'm super into college hoops right now, but the two teams in Michigan are like, ugh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, Dave, so one to ten, what's your frustration level with Michigan basketball? Oh, I my frustration level with them right now is at a nine. Okay, now imagine Jawan Howard's frustration level or Tom Izzo's frustration level. Like, you know, we're we're just watching these games. We're not actually in it. And I think Tom Izzo's presser after Michigan's after their Michigan performance was very telling on just how he feels about his program is I don't have any senior leaders. I don't have any leaders on this team that I should have. And I mean, he's calling them out and Malik Hall was called out. Gabe Brown was called out. I mean, Joey Hauser has been there a couple of years. He got called out. Um, and, and frankly, I think he's embarrassed because they show no grit, no toughness, and they're not responding to him the way that they need to. And, what do we know about Tom Izzo teams over the years, Dave? They grind. They they grind you to a pulp, and they rebound, and they they shoot good shots. And they're well uh, coached, had, right? Yeah, they they've always had the turnover issues like that. That's always yeah. been kind of the staple of the program too. But he he always gets it turning in the right direction at this time of year, and, and it's just not happening this year. And it didn't happen last year. So I think he's just overly frustrated with this crew. This goes back to the 2018 recruiting class, Dave. There's only one dude left out of that, and that's Gabe Brown. Aaron Henry went to the NBA. Foster Lawyer's gone. Thomas Kithier's gone. Um, you know, Jack Hoiberg's gone. Like all of the players that he recruited in 2018 are just gone. So, um, and on top of that, Rocket Watts is out of there. So it was basically a brand new team, whatever. It just hasn't worked out this year. And Dave, they're going to be an eight, nine seed, I think. And that spells trouble because the second round, who are you playing? You're playing yeah. Gonzaga, you're playing Arizona, you're playing Baylor. And that's a nightmare scenario, uh, especially for this team. So uh, let's talk Michigan for just a second, Dave. Um, let's talk about inconsistency from coaching and from uh, the players themselves. The only thing that has been consistent is Hunter Dickinson's really trying. He is, he is really trying. He had a bad game against Iowa. He turned it over too many times. He was throwing stupid passes, doing too much, got too cute. So did Devontae Jones. And when you have those two guys not playing well, you're going to get beat. And Keegan Murray's not the guy to try to get cute with. And him and or his, his brother. brother. <laughs> yeah, he, they, they were raining threes, and Bohannon was having a day. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's the game against them. Um, so really overall, I think that if you can get the coaching consistency back for Michigan and you can get a stabilizing force, they have the talent. They have more talent than Michigan State. They, they really – and so, uh, you know, they have more talent than the top of the Big Ten. Like, 
they, they should be the top four in the Big Ten, talent-wise. But they, they just have not gotten the coaching. And Martelli's trying to do the best job he can. But these substitutions he's making, even against Iowa, it was a nightmare. It just yeah. wasn't well coached, I didn't think. There was no energy. And Godspeed, because this is a bubble nightmare, Dave. I hope you're watching Sunday because it could be you win by 15 or you lose by 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster ride. So, so, so basically, yeah. And, and Michigan, for those of you that don't know, they're going to cap off their regular season on Sunday in Columbus against Ohio State, who hasn't and, been good lately, by the way. No, and, and say what you want. These fan bases hate each other and they know what happened in November. They're still pissed about the, the Ohio State football game. Right. So they want to take any sort of happiness away from a Michigan fan. So that yeah. team on a senior night, senior day, um, it'll be EJ Liddell's last game in that, that building. It'll be, yeah, Dave, you're rolling your eyes for those of you guys. Yeah, because EJ Liddell dropped like 30 points last time we played them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's an undersized big. I don't know how he is so good, but he can shoot the lights out. And I'm sure. Uh, Sunday will be no different. So um, it basically it boils down to this. If you are a Michigan fan, you either win Sunday or you beat Indiana in the big 10 tournament. That's the only way you're getting in the tournament. Yep. Yep. I I would agree. And it's very frustrating to see where, where this team is at, especially, you know, and I know they've played a lot of games lately in a short amount of time, but it's no excuse when you have all at home, you didn't have to hit the road. Right. And when you, and when you have to win like this, you need to win. Like just bottom line, you can't do what you did against Iowa and just get destroyed from the minute that game tipped off. Destroyed. Um, you just can't have it happen. So I, I don't. I have nothing to be excited about about either of these two teams heading into March. Sure, I hope Michigan makes the tournament. If they don't, you know what? They they don't really deserve to to make it this year, in, in my opinion. Um, so Dave, have you have you watched any other teams that? like you really like watching or uh, I know you said you were into college hoops, obviously, but like, is there any other teams that you're like, Hey, I love watching this team play. They're exciting. It's fun basketball. Well, yeah. And, and this is a, this is not a hot take because they're one of the best teams in the country, but I love watching Auburn play. I don't know yeah, because I'm a sure. Jabari Smith guy or, or what, but he's just so smooth. And the guy, the game I watched the other, the other night, and I forget who they were playing, but they got a couple guys that were just shooting the ball well. They're fun to watch. And then you've got uh, Kessler or whatever yeah. um, on there who blocked like seven shots a game. Like, He's a lottery pick too. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're just like a talented team to watch, so they're fun to watch. Um, I, I'll be honest, because the, the next team that I say I kind of I, I kind of like to watch is a, is a Big Ten team actually, um, and that would be Rutgers. Like they're just – they are fun. They're they're fun, and it's Rutgers, and they're actually like pretty decent this year. And I just low key am kind of like cheering for them because it's Rutgers. And then the the another team, Brant, that I like that is a Big Ten team, just because I like the the player on this team is Purdue. I love Jaden Ivy. Like I I could watch Jaden Ivy play every night. Like he just play, he reminds me of John Morant, just like his motor, his like ability to go and get buckets. Um, really, really, really enjoy watching them play. What about you? Who are, uh, I I'm giving you like obvious, obvious teams. Well, Rutgers, maybe not so much, but the other two pretty obvious. What about you? I know you got your, uh, you got your thumb on these, uh, what Murray state, 
No, okay. Marquette. What I what is okay. it? Okay, we're not doing a deep pool like that. Davidson. I, I really okay. You're naming all my teams. Here. I know. You're stealing them I know. I do love watching Marquette plays. For for those of you that aren't big college hoops fans, uh, Shaka Smart throws on like the 40 minutes of hell or whatever. He presses the entire game, and he's got players this year to do it, and and they're fun to watch. Um, and then yeah, you mentioned Davidson. I mean, Davidson. This team is just made of like there are five shooters out there and dave when you t- talk about playing them as a 10 seed in the tournament that's the team you don't want to see if five guys out there can shoot threes yep. that's just you're either gonna like hit half of them and probably go 15 or 30 and blow someone's doors off or you're gonna go five or 30 and you'll probably lose but whatever you know what i mean um and obviously that's the home of steph curry uh the original half point three point shooter um it, other than that, I, I love – if you're going to watch actual basketball, Dave, and I know that you mentioned some top teams, I love watching Baylor. Like, oh, yeah. They're just – they just destroy people. I mean, they're clinical the way they go about their business. And, and we were lucky enough to watch Michigan be clinical there for a while, and you knew exactly what to expect and who to expect it from. Uh, they actually lost one of their best players, and they're still doing very well um, – so if you had a chance to watch a Baylor game, that's how college yeah. basketball should be played. Like they play great defense. They share the rock. Obviously they won the championship last year. Um, and they're, and they're a good watch, but Dave, I'm surprised you didn't shout out Chet Holmgren. That's your oh. guy, man. Yeah. So um, I like, so I like Chet, the unicorn <laughs> Chet Holmgren, but I just, I'm not a Gonzaga guy. I, I don't know. I, I just, every year they seem to be there and, well, because they play nobody really. They don't play anybody. Not and, of their skill level, I should say. Right. They're they're the yeah the Cincinnati football program. No, I I just I feel I, I I really like Chet. I find him very fun to watch, but not a team that I'm like feel like I got to tune into because they don't ever really play anybody. Now come tournament time, I'll definitely be tuned in. Like if Gonzaga's on, I'm gonna want to watch that because I want to see how Chet shapes up against like actual competition in big games. Um, and you, you notice like a common theme for me is, and you know, I'm a diehard Pistons fan, you know, I'm looking at the top three, top four guys in the draft. And, and so, yeah, another team that I always tune into and, and we know it's coach K's farewell season. Um, oh, but I, I'm always watching Duke cause I'm very intrigued of the, really the top four players in J not not in this order, but in Jaden Ivey, Paulo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, and Jabari Smith. Those are your top four guys in the draft, and I'm hoping to God that the Pistons land one of them. So I, I love watching all four of those guys play, uh, and I'll definitely, definitely be tuned in throughout March just to see how they show up on, on the big stage, just like I was with Kate Cunningham last year, like with Oklahoma State, you know? So, All right, Dave. Um, you want to do something off the cuff here. Uh, you want to go over a couple of odds for the Big Ten tourney and see if there's anything you like? Sure. Okay. Let's uh, start with, you said you like Purdue. They're plus 190. Uh, they, pr- they probably won't be the one seed. That'll be Wisconsin. Uh, Dave, any guesses on their odds? Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, bet, I bet it's worse than Purdue's. Okay. Um, like, I, I don't you know. know. You, plus you know plus 220? Plus 800. Whoa, really? And they're leading the Big Ten right now. I like Johnny Davis, though. I mean, Dave, if you're looking for, like, a $20 throwdown, 
I don't oh see how that doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. That's insane. So um, maybe another good play here is Ohio State plus 1,100. Michigan's plus 1,600 if you're into that. Probably not. But no. um, they have – it goes Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, and then Wisconsin sitting at plus 800. Wow, they've got Iowa over Wisconsin. Plus 460 on they Iowa. They really like Iowa. I mean, trust and me, Keegan- Iowa just destroyed Michigan, and Keegan Murray is awesome. But I don't know. That's interesting to me. Yeah, that, that was interesting to me, Dave. Let's hit the ACC real quick because mm-hmm. I thought this one was interesting too. It's Duke at minus 130. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, not great odds. Everyone else is plus 900. Duke or better. So basically, it's Duke against the field. Exactly. Now, I mean, you might as well pick three or four four of those teams and just throw ten bucks on them. Who intrigues you, Brant, out of the ACC? I love Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, I I also think why not North Carolina? I, you yeah. know, they're they're like what like I think they have like eight or nine losses, but um, you know, they've got like twenty two or twenty three wins. They just haven't played. A ton of people and i'm interested to see saturday but i'm telling you right now if you want to make money go ahead and get the get it before saturday because if duke loses it'll go haywire a little bit but still i mean there's some good teams out there that can win this thing and i'm telling you just literally five or ten bucks on a few of these teams against the, the field you'll make 50 bucks or whatever it is you know so um i just thought i'd throw that out to i like you. that I, I i like that um what about if, if you've got them brought up, Brant, and then we can start to skirt on out of here, uh, the SEC? Yeah, let me see if I can find the SEC, Dave. No problem. I, I'm just interested to see, like, where Auburn stacks with Kentucky. I Just curious. Nope, I cannot find anything. Okay, no no problem. I mean, we're – yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into more of these odds, especially this is how they stand right now. We'll have right. to see at one, you know, once the brackets are, are made, we'll definitely be talking about that next week and then getting ready for then the following weekend, the March Madness tourneys coming out. The That's bracket. Good, man. I'm excited. Oh, I am. I am beyond, beyond excited. So Grant, it's a pleasure as always. Nice talking football, nice talking basketball, even nicer talking spring weather. So absolutely glad and you're we don't have, and, we, and we might get a baseball lockout, which could be totally fun for everybody. <laughs> Dave and I are not gonna talk any baseball, but the, it's <laughs> well what well, I'll leave you in one thought on baseball. The one year that I'm actually like, okay, the Tigers actually oh, could be good this year. They should be good. AJ Hinch, where he's taking, of course, like who knows? Are we even going to have a season? So anyway, like yeah, the Tigers actually will be exciting this year whenever they do play. But um, yeah, we're not. We're, you're not going to get a lot of baseball from from Brant and I. Sorry. So um, thank you for those uh, of our listeners that are you know our loyals as we call them, basically our family and our close friends. We <laughs> see you guys. We appreciate you during these cold winter months and listening to us. Uh, chat about a bunch of nothingness at times so uh, we appreciate you share the pod get it out there we've definitely got some exciting things coming up here in the next few months let's get on out of here brant have a good night my friend all right see you man